Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Ricker of Days. And I'm Brittle Nee. Brittle Nee is back for episode 161. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Happy to. It's so much fun to talk to someone else. Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking, Ty. I love you. <laughs> no, you're not joking. He's not joking ever. <laughs> just a little he's, bit. He's not. But it is nice to have you on. It is. It's really fun to have you on. You're fulfilling <laughs> the same thing for both of us. It's true. How weird is uh, that? A reprieve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A break <laughs> from each other. The crushing normalness of normality. Mm-hmm. Episode 161, Forever XL. Big shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and hanging out with us, not only for the main episode, but After Dark. Because After Dark's what you get with Patreon. It's a podcast after the podcast where we just continue to talk about stuff and things. Sometimes I drink. Sometimes. That's, that's, about, that's about it. But you also get a card and a sticker, so it's a win. <laughs> it's a win actually Can't we have any better. something fun coming too soon so anyway thank you everybody for supporting the podcast you're awesome mm-hmm. and uh here we are episode 161 and happy remembrance day everybody well a somber happy and happy i mean thankful remembrance day you know have a thankful a happy one a somber day. thankful wonderful remembrance day remembering the i end. think yeah okay perfect mm-hmm. So. <laughs> It's not supposed to be funny, but here's the thing, people. I really (laughs) screwed up my first happy Remembrance Day. And I'm like, wait, it's not happy, but it's supposed to be. And then I really screwed it up. So then I asked Justin to take it out. And then it got better. Anyway, so this this is this is what you get. I do mean it sincerely, but please please excuse the giggles. Yeah. Please excuse the giggles, but it is kind of funny how much I screw up very simple things. So it's a tough thing to say. Go ahead. What's the idea? Why don't we start over? Do it again. No. No. I think I think you did fine. I think you did fine. No, it's, a, it's a tough. It's I mean, a tough day to say happy for. Over. Oh God! Start from the beginning. We got to count to mm-hmm. six again. Oh, yeah, we can do it. No, we can't never do make that. it. Counting never six. Make it. Yes, we can. No, it would never work. <laughs> how? Uh, I guess. Okay, so normally we do a how is your week, which we'll do ours in a minute. But how's your? We haven't talked to you since one fifty one. BK. How's life? What's yeah. new? What you been up Big to? Big things. Yeah, so kind of a bit of a change up recently. I put a post out, but I am going back to school. Well, air quotes school, but I am obtaining skills, I guess I should say, and certificates, because I can't really call it school. In? Uh, I'm going, I'm starting out with some basic uh, game design courses and some writing courses and some 3D modeling courses. But the, the idea and the intent is to actually get into level design for video game development cool for you what sort of spurred that on well i'd had a so i've been actually looking for work the past six months or so and i was trying to kind of take the skills and the projects and experience that i had gotten from working on the path of exile racing scene and kind of smoosh it into uh like either trying to get a job as like a associate producer like entry-level project management and it just was not working out. Like my resume was largely unimpressive. And like, while it's relevant to people who understand what's going on in the scene, like there's very few people in the ARPG scene that's like hiring for kind of what I was doing. And then what I was doing made zero sense to anyone outside of the sphere. So, you know, like they'd look at that CV and be like, what the fuck is that? I don't care that you made a discord. Like what is speed running? Who kids with shit? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I was like, well, you know, if I have to go through a certain amount of education and certificate studies and whatever to like make my role as a entry level project manager or getting into associate production work, like if I have to go through getting certificates and extra training and doing scrum and all this other kind of stuff, like if I have to do the education part anyways, like maybe I should pick something I'm a little bit more interested in than just project management. Like before it was like, I can wrangle this stuff and sell this career, but it's like, is this really what I want to do? Do I have to equivalent like what I do moving forward into something that like just trying to make this experience that I've had the past year and a half to two years like work? And it's like, no, I'd kind of just rather do something that sounds fun. Like there's no reason why, you know, my, my second career shouldn't be fun. Totally. I had heaps of fun when I was a medic until it kind of got bad towards the end. But like, as I was working, it never felt like work. I got up, put my uniform on and went to work. And it was just like this ongoing adventure for most part. So I sat down and I really thought about like, okay, what are the elements of game design that I enjoy the most? Um, like narrative design, that's really cool. I love stories in games. Like I'm very much hooked by the using video games as a storytelling medium in general. Um, so a lot of these like narrative adventure point and click video games that have stories underlying them. I love those. Um, and then several, you know, more recent games too. Like I always go back to Final Fantasy 14 because honestly, the Shadowbringers expansion is like one of the greatest stories I've ever read. And it was told in an MMO, which is like a completely unlikely medium for a story that grand and that thorough. Like usually MMO stories are kind of like bullshit. Like, right. You go and it's like, oh, I'll go over here and kill 10 monsters because they looked at me weird. And you're like, okay. And you go over there and kill 10 monsters and you come back and get your quest and move on. So that was something that was really inspiring too. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, well, I also used to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in editors. So whether it was like the original StarCraft making my own maps or Warcraft 3 making my own maps to play with my friends or even, you know, going beyond like Age of Empire, StarCraft, Warcraft 3, et cetera, into like the original like Civ 4 through 6, I think all have editors too. I played those a lot too because those are hexagonals. Because they're what? They they have hexagon, hexagonal di or what do you call it? Tile templates. The little tiles when you're playing. So when you, yeah. So mm. like some editors are, you know, just sort of like ground based, some are square based and the, like your unit of measurement changes and hexagonal movement is always better in tabletop and otherwise because every single move is exactly one space. Whereas if you're working on a square grid environment, a diagonal is two, but it counts as one. So there's some discrepancy there. Whereas, yep. yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, well, there's got to be some sort of position out there where like I can take all of this stuff, like enjoying stories, enjoying making maps and enjoying building stuff. And it's like, it, it brings me back to all of the time I spent in like my, my middle school to high school D and D group. I was usually the game master slash dungeon master for those groups. And I used to spend like tons and tons of hours of research on like, I'd go through like my grandfather's old National Geographic magazines and like cut off all the stuff that I thought was like really cool when I was trying to make like oh, that's cool. worlds and scenarios. Cause this was largely before like the mini scene was super popular. Like we had grid paper and <laughs> National Geographic magazine cutouts and some stuff that I would like scrawl on paper. And I just enjoyed making fake maps, making little scenes and all these other sorts of things. And 
like that's when I just started reading through job descriptions, trying to think about like I'd made a list of all the stuff that I enjoy and level designer seemed like the biggest fit because I'll still be utilizing a lot of the sort of more management uh, experience that I have gotten. And I took a PM certificate course already because a level designer has to work with not only your game programmers, your narrative design elements, your environmental artists and everything like that, but you have to like come together and cultivate a vision of what a level or like what the environment will look like based off of everyone else's sort of like ideas and like you get to paint the canvas, but you're more or less like working within the parameters and making this unified dream a reality. And that just seems so cool. Mm -hmm. wow. Have you started well your classes yet? I have. I have. Nice. I've been taking an intro level game design course and an entry level narrative design course for right now. And those are the ones I'm taking together. The next ones I'll be taking are a more advanced like game design and then the entry level to Unity because I'm going to learn Unity first and then Unreal, the game engines, uh, because Unity is a bit uh, more simple from what I hear. And I'm... <laughs> The uh, on the programming side, Unreal is a little bit more intense. And so since I haven't done a lick of coding myself, I need to kind of like baby steps into this, I think. So I'll learn Unity first. And that one does, I think she's C sharp. Cool. Yeah. I don't know any of the programming stuff. I do know <laughs> Unity, though. It was the one that was the last game I was playing was made by Unity. Yeah, it seems like a really neat engine. There's a lot of assets and stuff available for it. And I look forward to you know, I got to learn how to do some 3D modeling and all that other kind of stuff, too. So I got to learn how to use like Un Unreal, Unity, Blender. I got to teach myself more Photoshop. I bet I know like enough to make thumbnails. <laughs> so <laughs> That's I gotta, a start. That's <laughs> I got to cool. learn more. And I was working with Illustrator a couple of days ago because one of in my uh, intro to this game design class, I have to make a game, like a little board game. And so oh, cool. I had to, yeah. So the parameters where it has it has to be a sheet of paper, like no more, and you can have two dice, and you have to make a game out of that. So, I've That's uh, cool. yeah yeah I kind of it's been a really fun challenge. I'm still working on mine. I gotta finish it today because I gotta turn it in. Is there like a certain depth to the games? Because my head goes to snakes and ladders. It's kind of like you're not supposed to go too complex. So mine is kind of a shoots and ladders sort of thing too, uh, except it's bridge shoots and ladders you crazy americans <laughs> what's a shoot i don't know is that a slide it's like the things that are on top oh, of buildings okay. that you throw debris in and it goes all oh. the way down the bottom or like it laundry does make more sense than riding areas. a snake yes yeah. it does ours <laughs> <laughs> has always been snakes and ladders we're just not an imaginative people us americans we yeah, can't you guys you know. were like oh those canadians riding on snakes <laughs> <laughs> Maybe slides even would make more sense. Yeah, hmm. slides and ladders. Why is it snakes and ladders? I have no idea. Now I'm wondering. So that's an after dark Google thing. Same idiot that made the English language. Goodness. Uh, good for you, though, for having the guts to make such a big change, BK. That's really awesome. Good for well, you. I hope you. it's encouraged a lot of other people that are familiar with you to do the same if that's where their heart was inclined, but they never had the guts to do it before or were nervous about it. I saw a lot of, I saw your post, of course, and um, read through a whole bunch of the comments and uh, must have been pretty overwhelming. You have, I mean, obviously as a content creator, you get your fair share of criticisms and negative feedback. But when you have come out with a post like this, it's amazing to see how many people 
even if they're not normal posters or people, a lot of people that follow you would, you know, normally be silent type of thing. And you had so much positive feedback and thanks and so many people that expressed how inspiring you were to them. So I was very happy for you when I read all those comments. I was completely terrified of putting that post out too. Yeah, for because, sure. Because like, well, I mean, this is so quick history for people that might be new listening. Um, I used to be a paramedic. I did it for eight years. That was about four or five years ago now. And so streaming in this sort of interim of like moving past the sort of like fallout and baggage from leaving that career because there's a lot of mental and emotional stuff that comes with leaving that one. Um, I've just been doing streaming in the meantime. It was never meant to be sort of like my final destination. I had no intents or desire to be like big time streaming name. Like I, I, you know, I wasn't looking to be Shroud or all of these other types of like big names, even like Ziz, you know, Ziz is a huge streamer, even in like the rankings of like overall Twitch. But like that was never, never my intention. I just sort of was trying to cruise and uh, especially after the the last two years and how that all played out, I kind of stopped putting myself first for a while. And so this is sort of more or less like my return. It's like, all right, get back on track. Like this wasn't meant to be forever. It's already been four years. Like need to start putting steps in place to get to where I'm going next. Because like one, not get any younger. <laughs> and two, well, anything's going to take a couple years, maybe at most a train and acquire the skills or certificates or knowledge experience etc for so it's like the sooner i get started the sooner i can actually launch into a possible career it's terrifying to basically look at your audience who has supported you for four years and go yeah i'm not going to be around i'm actively looking to get out i'm going to go acquire training so that i don't have to do this anymore and then like so i was terrified like i know i'm going to be streaming in the meantime because it's the job i have and I'm, nothing's going to change about the quality of the streams, the type of streams, like the community, nothing will change. But I am going to be streaming less frequently, especially or frequently, rather, um, especially as like a league goes on. Like there'll be bingo league and I probably won't stream until the next hype cycles picks up. And that's just like, hello, income. I'm going to shoot you right in the face. Goodbye. And then, you know, like it's terrifying. And so for people to be like, yeah, we're on board. And not only like we're on board, but it's like I had several people message me privately that'll be like, it doesn't matter like that you're not going to be streaming as much like it's we're, I'm keeping the sub rolling like I'm keeping it going like no matter what. It's just it was really touching to have so many people yeah. be like, you know, we understand that this is not forever, but we're still going to help you get to where you want to go next too. And so awesome. that was that was really humbling. It is. It's amazing how much love is out there, you know, like the the few loud voices that are negative always you know they're easy to remember and it makes it seem like that's what the majority would be thinking but there's so many people that just have very kind and thoughtful hearts out there and i'm glad you have so many of them in your corner very cool so are you enjoying the classes i am immensely it's actually a lot of fun like putting this first little board game together has been a hoot um and one of the main reasons for going through this whole level design thing too is that i've always been an incredibly creative person like and certainly as a medic, unless you're, you know, suturing things up or bandaging stuff creatively, uh, you don't really get chances to be creative. You know, like no one's going to look at that IV catheter and be like, wow, man, the way you take that IV cath down <laughs> is just beautiful. I'm uh -huh. inspired. No, like so 
it was really important for me to sort of like acknowledge this creative underpinning that's been in my life. Like I took art classes. Um, I tested out an IB art, which is IB is like a difficult, I don't know even how to describe it. It's a worldwide uh, high school level equivalent like certificate thing that you can get in addition to your like high school diploma. And the courses and requirements for getting that are much, much harder than normal high school. And, and one of the things that I chose to test out in, in that is art, where you have to put forward a portfolio and be actually reviewed. Like they fly someone in who's accredited to mm. like judge portfolios on this level and they come judge you and all the research you've done and blah, 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 blah. And then so like through that and I took a bunch of art history courses as electives through college. And so like I've always found like the aesthetics and creativity and all design there's always been like a lot of joy and pleasure in that. And so it was important for, you know, this next thing that I do to actually include some of the creative process in some way or fashion. Yeah, that's awesome. Very sweet. So have you played much Path of Exile recently? I'm guessing not then if you've been that busy with classes. I haven't been playing too much. Um, we did do the bingo league and that one right. just wrapped up earlier this week. And I think I'm going to play one of the events. I'm going to come Sweet. back for a few days and play. Um, I didn't get to test out Delirium everywhere the last time it was on, so I think that's the one I'm going to play. Nice. All right, well, we'll talk some more POE in a minute. Ty, how was your week? I had a fantastic week. I'll be as fast as I can because, you know, I had a great week. Just this week I bought BK. Do you have any? I, I don't know what your, I guess your your temperature, your, your climate is totally different than ours, but I bought two hydrangeas. I'm, I'm excited to like revamp the front and uh, I want them to get their roots solidified before winter. I'm hoping for a short winter, so big risk here. But I bought two different hydrangeas for the front and a variant of a camellia tree, hoping it's one of the small ones. Like this, some camellias can get, you know, quite high, these trees, but um, I, I want one that's only about maybe four to maybe six feet high. That's it. So all the research I did on this specific variant of camellia, it said like it's a three foot camellia. But then when I go and actually get the proper variant from the nursery close by, it's set up to 10 feet. And I'm like, no, no, I, I can't reach that. So anyway, I bought it anyway, hoping for the best. Got that. And the lawns, Justin, the seeds aren't growing as much. They need the sun. Now it's like we went through all this sun and the you could water the lawn as much as you needed. Any new seeds, they just sprouted up like crazy. Now there's no sun. Now it's just rain for and the last week. It is. We had two weeks of fall, right? It went from drought to two weeks of fall. And now winter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to start snowing next week. Mm -hmm. So, but I didn't know it was going to start snowing at the beginning of the rain season. So I'm like, oh, sweet. It's just going to start raining. So I could actually seed a good portion of the lawn. Normally when I seed the lawn, I only seed what my sprinkler can reach. I'm not going to move the sprinkler around and do that because then it turns into like a full-time job almost. So uh, I only seed a section that the whole sprinkler can reach. And then once that's done, then I can move it over. But when it, you're going to get like two solid weeks of rain, just seed whatever you need to throughout the whole property and it'll get the water that it needs. Well, it's not growing because there's no sun. So hopefully it picks up. But yeah, it is pretty cold at night. So it might have just been a waste. But anyway. But we had Halloween, which was awesome. And uh, my daughter was a vampire and she actually looked really cool. Not like one of these parents where it like, didn't look like a cool vampire costume, but you're like, oh, wow, you look cool. She actually looked pretty sweet and she has like some pretty sweet, scary expressions. So that was awesome. And my son went as Calvin and Hobbes. My wife made them a, a Hobbes stuffy that looks exactly like it does in the comics. And because uh, um, 
what's his name? Bill Watterson, I think his name was, who made Calvin and Hobbes. He never uh, he never monetized Calvin and Hobbes. It was always comic only. So she found a pattern to make it. And he went as Calvin and Hobbes. He just had a red and black striped shirt and spiky hair. And it's hilarious because I was trying to tell him, like, hey, so like be whatever you want, but just remember, like, no kids know Calvin and Hobbes. Like, no one's gonna know that. Only adults will. So if you see a lot of kids getting compliments. And you're not getting any like, don't worry. It's just be what you want to be and don't worry about what other people think. So anyway, we're going, Oliver and I, uh, we go trick-or-treating with one of his buddies, right? So the mom and I and Oliver and his buddy go and we're walking around the neighborhood. And my wife went with my daughter who went with their family and my daughter's cousins. So anyway, walking around with Oliver and he is getting compliments like every single adult that passes him. Are you Calvin and Hobbes? Are you Calvin and Hobbes? We go to a house. Are you? And there's like this guy dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi who's handing out all the. He's like, are you Calvin? I have them all memorized. And Oliver's like, me too. And it was hilarious seeing like this little seven-year-old be like best friends with all of these adults. And the guy with the wicked skeleton costume was still getting compliments, but from other kids who were also dressed up cool. So it was, it was pretty fun. But this was the first Halloween. Excuse me. This was the first Halloween where, I mean, we've had COVID for two years, so there hasn't really been decent trick or treating, of course. But now my kids are at that age where they have endless energy. I didn't know you could do that in Halloween. Like I always remembered being tired after a certain amount. I had great aspirations, but I got tired. You didn't get tired. Well, my kids do not get tired. No, they could literally mine, go till midnight. I don't know what it is. Right. I, this is the first year that's happened. So I didn't have backup bags or anything like. I mean, I mean, when your bag's full, it's time to go bags. home. So you don't bring a backup bag anyway. But um, the mom that I was with, she brought a backup bag. But like Oliver and his buddy John, they're like, they have these, you know, the big normal like cloth grocery bags that you would have now, just loaded. They can bear like their shoulders are. They're complaining about how sore their shoulders are nonstop. They're like, we got to go, man. Gotta keep going. Got it was hilarious. So anyway, we ended up ending the night, but it was it was a lot of fun seeing them that excited. And I sent an email to Doritos. What? That's right. Why? <laughs> That's right. So listen, here's the I'll read you the response. I, hold on, I want to know what you wrote. Why did you write Doritos oh, an email? Oh, I'll, I feel I'll like tell you just, after. Were you complaining? No, it wasn't I'll a complaint, was it? Hi oh, Tyler. God. We're so glad you took the time to tell us how much you enjoy Doritos ketchup. Loyal fans, what? <laughs> Loyal fans like you keep us energized, so you can imagine how pleased we are to hear from the people who are most important to us. Thanks again for the stamp of approval. We truly appreciate your loyalty and your business. Best regards, Natasha from PepsiCo so, Consumer Relations. So did you relations. email them just to tell them that you liked a type of chip? <laughs> yes. Why? What the hell? Why? So BK, do you have ketchup chips where you are? As like a novelty item. The people buying giggle at and then try one and then throw it it's away. It's totally different in the States. Like ketchup and all dressed. They're like, what is this? Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I figured it was a Canadian thing, the, the ketchup thing. So anyway, um, I don't even know if they, they taste different, but ketchup chips are everywhere here. Mm -hmm. And they're actually delicious. But Doritos has never made. I've never seen them before. And then and I never shop at Save on Foods because it's, it's so much more expensive than some of the other grocery stores. But we go there for pharmacy reasons. And so I forget why I was there, but I was in the chip aisle. I have no idea why I would be in the chip aisle. I can't like eat them? anything there. So, but I saw Doritos ketchup. I'm like, no way, get out. But I never even considered Doritos chips because they're normally milk products, right? For that like cheesy over flavor, mm -hmm. right? So I look at the back. There's no wheat. There's no cheese. There's no nothing. I could actually eat these ketchup Dorito chips. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try them. So 
of course, for a first taste, I bring four bags home because I'm like, I haven't had flavored <laughs> chips in over a decade. And they were delicious. But on the top of the bag, it said uh, limited time only. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> I am going to do my part. So now it basically it's guaranteed that ketchup chips are going to be permanent here in Canada for Doritos. Because I emailed PepsiCo and I Valiant let them know. Effort. Canadians everywhere will thank you. They will remember they this day. I really want to see that email. I feel like you were way over the top. Way uh, over the top. It started with five pleases. <laughs> oh my please, 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 please. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I also included allergy stuff. Like I'm allergic to wheat. I'm allergic to cow dairy. I'm allergic to this. I can't have potatoes. I have to be careful about when Casey's index. Like these, these cater to so many people. It's wonderful. Anyway, yeah, it was a good time. I had a good week. And, uh, you know, man of the people for saving ketchup chip, Dorito ketchup chips in Canada. Local legend. <laughs> I expect my name on the bag. In the <laughs> because of. <laughs> That's right. So just you. How was your week? Man? I mean, you know, we are really good friends and we have vastly different lives. <laughs> Our weeks are so different. I didn't do any planting. No okay. trees. No. Uh, my week was ridiculous. It was, I, it went really, really good until Wednesday. That was the day, actually, I think you first messaged me because we were going to try, you wanted to try something. One yeah. o'clock on Wednesday, just shit hit the window and, or the fan or whatever it's supposed to hit. And it was, <laughs> it was absolute trash. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, I hit everything. What it's supposed so, to hit, what it's not, just generally it just everywhere. Went everywhere. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> and so it was uh yeah, it was Wednesday night sucked. Wednesday night was awful. But the the rest of the week overall was fun. Halloween was a good time. The kids had a blast. Do you go as a family or did they split uh, I and go stay home directions? and hand out the candy and Christina oh, goes okay. with the kids. Cause they, they they don't there's no point in trick-or-treating around us because it's all old people, like the and, and it's on a hill, so there's the houses are too far apart, so they go down to like her mom's place. Yeah, because the houses are much closer. Yeah, so then they can hit as many as they want, and we just put the bowl out and say, "Don't take too many." Oh, really? I did chase down some assholes that threw a firecracker onto my lawn, though. Kill them, Justin. Dude, Don't even they, like yell at them. Just murder they, them. They murdered a single blade of grass. How? how I just I was shocked that they were like in their thirties. It was like a group of like four guys. And I'm like, what? What? I, I just, I was seriously just baffled because first off, you idiots, I've got cameras everywhere. And then they took off running, which made me laugh too, because I was yelling and running towards <laughs> probably people my underwear. own age. And I'm, I was not saying very nice things. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, Halloween was fun. The week in general, like outside of work stuff was, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. I, there, I, I feel I need to start writing notes down because I don't remember everything. Yes, you do. If I just, yeah. Um, I, I was like, maybe I'll look at my calendar. It'll help me. No, it won't. It's just meetings. It was, it was meetings all week. But uh, yeah, it was good. Halloween Yeah, fun. well, you don't put any personal stuff in your calendar. You only put work stuff. So that's well, I have like help. the girl's dance is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I did have some fun. So Logan and I had our birthday last week. And so he got like a bunch of different gifts, but he got a lot of gifts that were focused around. Um, he really loves video game, like the, the sort of like the back and the design side. And he loves building stuff. So he got some kits where he could like solder and build his own console, like a little handheld console oh, cool. and some different stuff. So yeah, I was teaching him and working with him on soldering this week. So that was actually a lot of fun because he's tried doing it in school, but 
I'm not really sure what they teach kids in school, but it, there's far too much solder. It's far, it was, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then you get this little kit where the, the joints are all quite sm- close together. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. We built like a little handheld console and some little, I don't know, robot thing. Nice. But, uh, yeah, other than that, the week's been good. It's been very, very, very busy. Wednesday night can just, can just go away. I don't ever want to see Wednesday night again. Cause that was an awful, awful oh, night. No. But, uh, the rest of it has been, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's been really, really busy. So uh, I quite was looking forward to today cause I was, my phone's on D and D so I can mostly ignore it. And I have been really working on what I told you two weeks ago, maybe yeah. where, or maybe last week where at six o'clock. I don't look at notifications on my phone or I have them turned off. So my email doesn't notify me and it has mostly been working. So that's good. That's at least good. Yeah. Yeah. I I had to, I had to find some way to disconnect. Yeah. It's tough. I, one problem was I realized something last night right before bed. So then I was up till midnight on my computer dealing with it. But other than that, it's been good. And we've been watching Handmaiden's Tale still. We're uh, like three quarters of the way, probably through season two. And now I'm nervous about what's going to happen at the end of season two, because somebody commented and was like, I really liked it, but I stopped at the end of season two. I won't spoil it. And I was like, what does that that mean? See, little things are spoilers, Justin. Little things are spoilers. So now I'm waiting to see what terrible things are going to happen at the end of season two. But I actually don't care. I will still continue to watch it. And it's because I so much look forward to now my evenings of just my ignoring my phone and sitting on the couch. It's like it's one of my favorite things now. Yeah. So anyway, and Mondays, I like racing. That's good. I like racing on Mondays, kicking everybody's ass. Anyway, do. good week. Good. All right, let's talk about this week in POE. Hey, Ty, what do you got? Well, first, Ogre Butts made a comment in our Discord. And oh, okay. uh, I didn't, I want, I want to squeeze this in before we got into this week in POE because it actually, it's, to me, it's kind of like an announcement. So I've been, I, I've complained in the past uh maybe specifically for console, but um, I've complained in the past about how the console trade prior, the old console trade used to work, right? Because it just recently changed this league. But it was hard because you were, to me, it, you it, I only had the impression that you could search for one modifier, right? right? Like I'm not used to how the text-based searching works on PC games, right? So where you would have like, I don't know, quotation, word, quotation space quotation and another one and i didn't know that was stuff so i would just type in one word without quotes like movement and then i would see every every type of boot that would have movement speed or something like that or if i typed in movement space speed you know that kind of thing so anyway i i only thought i always thought that you could only search one modifier while you're scrolling through all of your different base types and looking for certain modifiers in the trade site but when i'd go to the help section it was itty bitty and puny it would say something along the lines of like, it only had, this is how you search for I level, where it was like I L V L colon space and then an item level, but it didn't tell you how to do like greater or less than or anything like that. Like th- those are just things. Is this that a I console specific familiar. thing? I'm confused. Is this? Yeah, okay. because okay. Uh, with PC, you've always had the trade site and it had the fill in the blanks on the trade site right. yeah, and yeah. console never had that. Okay. So it would have something similar to how you would search for something in the store right where it's just a search bar just a bar okay and you would need to know all the shortcuts that maybe normal avid pc gamers would already know okay. uh, so on the console help section there was like two things that it was helping you it said like you know type the name of the mod or here's how you search for item level or something right 
And so there wasn't very much that was helpful there for me. Other people knew more than I did, but I was very dependent on the help section. So Ogre Butts um, explained that, you know, there are ways to do multiple things uh, and here's how you do it. And so, but that got me thinking like, you know, I've complained in the past about how search was obviously not this league, of course, because search got completely changed for console. So then I realize it's just been a long time since I've actually gone to look at the help section. So I go into trade on console and yes, now they have the website, so it's not that dependent now, but I go into the trade help section on console and it's a massive list of all these great things that you can do on trade and it explains things very thoroughly. So at some point, not sure when, uh, they, they really improved the help trade dialogue there and to really let people know how to trade. So that's really cool. I assume it was there before this league because now you can just bring up the trade website and actually search for stuff and do the same fill in the blank thing that the PC people do. But that was really nice to see and I appreciate Ogre Butts for helping me out with that. So it was neat. Console now has a very good help section listed for trade site and store search. But you can do the trade like site that. now similar to PC, right? From your phone? That's right. Yeah, console. that's what I was saying. So uh, it, the news comes a little late for me, but still, I appreciated being uh, being reminded that I needed to check it out. So thanks, Overbutts. But yeah, this week there was lots of really cool stuff. Did you uh, the new form avatars? Those are cool. I I don't recognize the last one, but what is this? Uh, oh, your like little picture cool. or whatever. Yeah, the little picture you can put next to your icon. Yeah, it's nice that they finally started also. expanding those because for the longest time it was always just the same ones, and they're all like super low res pictures of various models or what have you so some of these new ones are really neat that last one looks like a treasure like your stash tab or your stash sorry almost looks like the stash ah, so like it, a fancy stash and i think they have the <laughs> hunger in there and uh yeah there's some really they're all they all look really cool so i always like that kind of stuff little details they came out with some more microtransactions, but they came out with a righteous fire one that looks really awesome and it's not pay to die the yeah, transcendent the righteous fire one yeah really really cool well so they had lightning strike and kinetic blast and then um mayhem begins soon but then they had so they, i wanted to say something here they have um a hideout and pet sale this weekend and it got me thinking like okay i want to go check out and see what hideouts are available like uh, yeah i actually want to buy one and then just make it nice and grassy and kind of similar to how we have our guild hideout Anyway, I go and I'm checking and there's a big sale on all hideout stuff and all pet stuff. And so I go into the, you know, what's on sale menu and I type in hideout. It didn't filter anything because everything in there is for hideout stuff and it doesn't categorize like there's no tabs or category categories for me to just see hideout bases. I can only type in hideout and then I see absolutely everything that has hideout in its description or title. So it actually didn't help me filter anything at all. So I'm kind of hoping they fix like their ability to search through or filter stuff in their store before PoE2 because all I wanted to do, I, and, and I love, I'm in love with the pet sale too, but all I wanted to do is see which hideout bases there were. And I basically had to scroll through the entire hideout section just to if see. You, if, isn't there like a tab on the left that's just hideouts, like just the actual bases? I thought one of no. the tabs was hideouts. It contains it's hideouts. the hideout decorations too, unfortunately. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, that's too, that is weird. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They lump it so, all together. Huh. Yeah, so there's some there, there's a little extra step that I think they could use for categorizing, organizing, however it is, filtering, so that it's a little bit easier to get the specifics of what you're looking for, whether it's actually hideouts or just decorations. Because uh, I don't know, I think it would be a nice touch to have that all figured out before PoE two. You know, get that extra onslaught of stuff. But yeah, mayhem 
pets. Woo! Did, it, did either starts, of you get what, the skeletons? Like today or something? So Mayhem start really soon. I think it starts pretty soon. Sorry, did I get what? Did you either of you get the skeletons? It does. Well, it starts up. in three hours. Sorry. The skeletons? They had new pets yeah. or? No, no this Halloween one. Oh, the with one. With the like crazy flailing arms. Oh, yeah. I, that one was bought the day it was announced. I mean, the thing's awesome. <laughs> it's like Tyler too. <laughs> Sweet. That's the best. Because the launch video for him, too, like the video that they released when he came out was like that. Whoever made that video so knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly how ridiculous that was and how to showcase it in the most appropriate way. Nothing did you get more praise. of them, Ty? I think you did, didn't you? I did, did. I bought two on PC. Mm, Before, nice. I only bought two on console, but now I have two on PC. And if those worlds ever join, I will have more. <laughs> yes, will you will. Veritable skeleton no, overlord just... over here. <laughs> that's right that's right now justin to answer your question uh you know what you can do now what was my question you well when does the event start well oh, okay yeah all you need to do justin is go to the events page on pathofexile.com and it'll actually, did they actually tell you update it? Wow. they did wow. quite possibly a week later but they did huh it might have been with the patch that they came out but it was it was late enough that there were some posts that were showing how sad it is that you have an announcement for something and it's not on the website uh, find information now the, I just uh, on the calendar look, look at, at that. that and it's it shown in your yeah. local time it's nice that they're finally using it it's, yeah it's great <laughs> so and i think i remember them using it before as well this this sounds i'm having ago. some deja vu but anyway it wasn't available at the time of the of the original announcement but it's there now so if you have any questions just go to pathofxl.com people they got you covered hmm well that's cool yeah. that they added that yeah and then, of course, they announced um, they had a little bit more detail for their November uh, for sorry, for the events coming up. Um, and they made some changes to some of the original posts that they had. But can somebody tell me what demigod or god slayer is? I, I know you both described it to me before, but I, I don't remember. And the post doesn't describe it. What are the demigod and god slayer rewards again? Um, those are like individual sort of items that are given out to the top it's usually top five of every uh ascendancy for an event mm -hmm. but they may have brought that down or changed the way the reward is given out um but they're usually just like bragging items that'll usually have like your name like the only one that i have is um from a really really long time ago and it's a helmet and i'll say like number four ssf guardian or whatever your okay. class is like on it and it'll have your name so it's and kinda... it's an equipable item right and they usually do funny stuff with character size they're usually like five or ten percent increased character size so if you put on all of them then you know you're just this gigantic god hanging okay. out in some town somewhere lord they're like over. a tabula in terms of gameplay yeah, they don't do like anything don't. incredible. No, they don't have any sort of like crazy cool skills. It's not like you win and you're given this like crazy headhunter sort of item. It's just mostly, you know, something that very few people have. The only source of getting them is by playing the events. There's no other way to obtain them. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's like a little trophy that you always have. Yeah, and they're not doing the uh, demigods anymore. Yeah, cool. I guess it's all Godslayer stuff now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So, yeah, they came out with their November events topics i guess you could say and uh explained a little bit more in detail what's happening but also made some changes as well uh one of them made me kind of roll my eyes and laugh i'm sure they have a fantastic reason for it but uh what did they say they said we previously announced that players would receive one guaranteed mystery box for reaching level 50 in any of the one events 
we have decided to double this to two possible mystery boxes with the second awarded for reaching level 50 in a second event. As each box now costs 50 points due to the higher average values of cosmetics contained and the removal of repeating awards, this should be comparable to the three to getting three of the old 30 point boxes. So this structure also gives you the flexibility to skip an event of your choice without feeling that you must play all three events for getting all the boxes. So they and, gave everybody an extra box. Right. And that's very kind, very generous. But I, I was laughing because we were talking last episode how silly it is to complain that you're not getting enough free stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like GGG changed for whatever the reasons are that instead of getting the three, probably because of the cost of the mystery boxes and there's no more dupes that people were just going to get one. We're like, okay, great. That's fine. That was both of our attitudes anyway. BK, I don't know what your opinion would have been regarding it. It doesn't but, matter to me. It's free stuff. So. Right. I like the fact that I didn't feel the need to play all three if I really wanted them, but I, I also never would have done that anyway. So, <laughs> right. So now here's, here's the funny part for me. So of course there's some whining and complaining and on the outside, it just looks like GGG kind of gave in. They didn't give all three, but they kind of give in a little bit. They met halfway and, um, and so it kind of made me laugh, but there was a Calvin immediately immediately there was a calvin and Hobbes that i've always laughed at the kids really like but i thought of it instantly in regards to this it's kind of the opposite of what happened but it definitely made me think of it so calvin's dad i'm gonna i'm gonna actually read it to you that's right you're very lucky calvin's dad is talking to calvin and calvin's dad says calvin i'd like you to pick up all the sticks and fallen branches in the yard so i can mow it and calvin says will you pay me and dad says uh well okay i'll i'll pay you a dollar a dollar, says Calvin. I won't do it for less than 25 bucks. And then the dad responds with, well, uh, in a minute, you're going to do it for nothing just because I told you to. Calvin's like, oh, OK, I'll take the dollar. <laughs> Smart kid, dad says. And I immediately thought of that because if you know, not complaining that you're not getting enough or anything like that. And so it was kind of funny, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Are either of you going to, oh, BK, you said you're going to play for if I apply one of the to events, right? It if I'll probably play a little bit of Endless Elf and Delirium Everywhere. Endless Elf is just like, I'll, I'll poke around on it, but I, the Delirium Everywhere, I'll probably go a little bit harder. Cool. Are you going to play any of them, Ty? I was thinking about it, um, but I'm really, really enjoying the current personal goal I have in the game right now, so I might not. Because Ruthless came out as well. I mean, I didn't apply for it, but um you know there was that possibility of applying and getting it and then there was of course the three events but i have i have kind of a personal goal that i'm i'm going through right now and i'm leveling a couple characters and i'm enjoying it so i'm probably going to stick with that because don't have as much time to do that leveling takes a long time and getting gems leveled up so i'll probably stick with that so i'm probably not going to go for any of the mystery boxes how about you just nope i don't think so none of them stand out to me Mayhem seemed kind of fun just for the sake of it, but I don't like all the extra modifiers that are in each of the zones. And I feel like it's, it might just be there to make me angry. And with limited time, I'm not sure. Uh, delirium everywhere is like, no, thank you. <laughs> well, it's been tweaked. Maybe I, the only, to be honest, the only thing I'm curious about with delirium everywhere is if they force the music of delirium in every single zone, which would just be so boring. Uh, like I love the music for delirium is great, but I remember we, I think we talked with Camille about it, but it's just, that becomes it. Like there's no more, there's no more change or zones or anything. Like it's just this all the time. I'm kind of curious if they do that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm maybe 50 for a box, but then 
then I also go like, I could just buy one for five bucks and then I don't, I'm not sure if it's worth it for just the box. So I'm not sure. I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet, but, uh, yeah, I am curious though. What, so you, you talked about them t- announcing ruthless and they put out their like beta sign up. Uh, on your guys' thoughts on Ruthless, because I do have a comment, but I'm curious what you guys think about it. About it in general? Yeah, just Ruthless in general. Why don't you go, BK? I think it's cool that they offer it as like another game mode. I'm glad they, you know, for the people that are super, super interested in that kind of stuff, like I'm glad it's there. Um, I kind of like the idea of the mode existing to where, because with the game currently so focused on the end game, and, you know, you get through, you slog through the story, you put your best gear on, you start through the map grind, and then you get to your T-16s, do your red maps, and you get all settled there. And then you set up your farming method, or you go do your bosses and everything like that. It's so backloaded that it's kind of interesting to turn around and have this alternate mode where, like, even just getting through the story is going to be this colossal amount of effort. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, in some ways, like, because there's... Certain action RPGs, like I remember like when D3 came out playing for the story and being like really invested in the story, um, especially when it's an announcement released as well, or sorry, expansion release. Um, and certainly when I first started playing PoE, like I was really invested in the story, I read all the dialogues and everything like that. And, uh, but eventually in games like this, like the, the story becomes redundant, uninteresting, and, you know, something that you generally skip by. And I don't think it's going to make like the narrative elements of the story any different or more exciting, but certainly to have like that struggle or like the challenge presented early rather than later is a definitely a different way to play it. And I think it's like interesting to have available and certainly for people that want to dip into the challenge of it, or it's just sort of like something else to do that's always there. Like the people that are going to go hard on it or will always go hard on the diff- most difficult ch- like content available and do largely well but i don't know i think it could be a really interesting opportunity for it's like oh hey it's kind of towards the end of the league let's see how far i get in ruthless and that's how i used to treat hardcore it was like all right mm-hmm. i've got all everything done that i went to i'm gonna go like get my feet wet in hardcore and see how far i get this time and i assume you didn't apply since uh, you're busy with school no i did but we'll see oh, i don't did? know if okay. they'll I don't have a ton of interest in the events, so I figured if I can spend some time on POE over the next couple of weeks, then the least I can do is help test. Cool. What do you think of it, Ty? What do you think of it? I, I think I, I like the idea. It doesn't, this version of it doesn't interest me, but at the end of the day, I like the concept of it. Um, not enough. Like the overall idea of it as it's currently presented didn't interest me to apply. And for example, like I, I love how. I guess, hardcore, you know, in a general term, how ruthless it actually is. I love the idea of item scarcity, but in a game with as many different base types that this game has, that's like, you know, when you already have to choose your direction on the tree, but if like you're going to get one boot drop per act or whatever the scarcity would be, like if it's going to be dropping deck stuff and you're going in or whatever it is, like there just seems to be in my head without playing it. So it's not a fair criticism at all, but just seems like the base pool has way too many different types of bases that won't work at all for the amount of scarcity that they're talking about. But it would be cool to try it out because um, who knows how far you actually get and the decisions you get to make on the tree and where you're going and how that changes anything. 
maybe you make your decisions on the tree based on the gear that you have. Um, no crafting bench and really scarce currency isn't my kind of theory crafting. You know, that's more of an exploratory style of game as opposed to theory crafting and working towards something. It's more like it to me. Eventually, what I would love to have with Ruthless is you have a crafting bench and some currency, but almost no gear. And so your difficult decisions are, of course, okay, which piece of boots do I get? Because I've only had three drop in the last for forever. Which one do I risk with currency? You know what I mean? As opposed to, I don't know, it just seems like it's really, really scarce. So I'm very curious to see what people have to say about it after they've played for a bit and then the changes that they make to it. One thing I am very curious about is because Chris has been very emphatic that this is something that people have done on their spare time. This has not cut into Path of Exile 1 or 2's development in any way. But when changes need to be made, is it still spare time changes? I, I mean, I assume so, right? That's They've been very emphatic about it, but I'm curious how often changes will come to this mode after all the feedback. Um, one thing that I don't like, and this was probably my biggest turnoff, was that the majority of gems are drop only. I love I, that. I know you love that. But to me, this game is about like planning ahead and theory crafting, not planning your build based well, not on ruthless. Right. So it's just that it's it's just turning into the way that they've displayed ruthless just isn't a game that interests me. And to me, and it yeah, feels more roguelike where you just have to pick up what you can and make the most and out work of with it. What yeah. you get. Yeah, it's way harder because, yeah, you can't plan ahead. You don't know what skills you're going to get. Picking your ascendancy is way tougher. Even your starting yeah. class is much tougher because you don't know exactly what skills you're going to find uh, that that uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago that I wanted. I was hoping it would be like this because that reminds me of when I first started playing Path of Exile. Mm -hmm. There were you couldn't buy gems. Everything was dropped and you just hoped you would get some of the stuff like I, you. Maybe you could purchase some of the very basic ones, but I don't even remember if you could. In the very beginning so i think that's fun i think it, that's exciting because then it, it's really really fun when something drops it is cool but to me it's fun if there's still a base amount of availability for me like you can't buy gems right and so to me i play this game because i want to see if an idea works and i want to go through with that but if and from what i understand the quest the quests still give you quest rewards but you have those are your picks and then you can't buy anything extra so you do have the option of you know okay so Except i'm going to supports right Support so gems that does make things very different it's 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 a, not a lot of planning ahead and i know that caters to a lot of people here that's not the stuff that interests me about the game but one thing that i absolutely loved about this mode and ggg was very emphatic about this but uh that this isn't designed to impact path of xl1 at all but i love the restriction of movement skills and i really hope that it finds its way into the core game <laughs> yeah that's not gonna happen i oh but I, like they were pretty like uh, movement skills they said in their post that movement skills really nullify a lot of the enemy mechanics in the game it gets you out of a lot of spots that they wish you couldn't get out of or that you had to use a different method to escape from and so it is pretty cool that they've made so many movement skills or movement restrictions in general and i thought it was when i was thinking about this i'm like oh, that'd be kind of neat like if they were to actually add that to the core game you could add like all like the movement perks instead of having movement skills 
that nullify all these different experiences that they're hoping you have to experience. Just have movement perks or skills in ascendancies so that there's still an even pro and con based on the ascendancy that you choose, whether there's movement perks or not. But there's not just an infinite amount, not an infinite amount, but any build can use any movement skill in the core game. And I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like you have to be this class to get this certain kind of skill. But of course, the rest of the ascendancy has pros and cons that can revolve around that too. So pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know. Some of this, I could, I mean, I can think of some boss fights that without a movement skill are going to be a nightmare. That was actually the part of the announcement that turned me off the most was the no movement mm-hmm. skill things. Because like, I don't know if it's just because of, you know, the various other video games they play, but like having a mechanic and then successfully dodging that mechanic by using a movement skill correctly always feels good. That's like a haha sort of moment when you're playing a video games. And there's certainly a lot of, especially the more modern boss fights, like you can definitely walk out of a sleeper shaper slam, but you know, if you're in the wrong place and Cyrus turns around and does a die beam, only a movement skill is going to save right. you because you have to dash behind him so that he can't turn and laser you. And so like, there's certainly like, it's a, it's a du- double or sword because I feel like it's going to really highlight a lot of problems with the current game design um yep as well as sort of like bring certain people back i think it's going to work on both sides of the equation so i think for like your your players there's going to be a new appreciation for like every individual's mob's inherent danger like i know from experience of dying two different things like which mobs are dangerous what it is that they do that's dangerous and like how do i counterplay that And for people that, you know, maybe haven't played underpowered builds or maybe always stick to the meta sort of things or haven't experienced like the super high ramp up of difficulty that occurs later on in the game. And like once you have like all the altars and T6 or T16 maps and corrupted and all this other kind of stuff, like once you have like the density and all the altars and everything like that, like some of them start to hurt a little bit. And if you haven't gotten like mowed down a couple of different times by learning the okay, like a, a monster that has fizz converted to some sort of element and then has the extra as alter, you know, they, they fucking hurt. Um, so I think it's going to bring down like player appreciation for like understanding and learning what the mobs do on an individual basis. But I feel like it's going to break on the back end of things where... Like, will people be able to do, you know, the Exarch meatball phase without a movement skill? Yeah, there's probably people doing it right now that can, you know, completely thread their character through every single meatball without a movement skill perfectly. But for a majority of us, we're not that skilled. And so I feel like it's really going to suffer a lot in the end game where we're very, very used to having access to movement. But I... I mean, but then again, it's ruthless. So like it will probably take like three months to get to sh- <laughs> for the average person. Like, so I, I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to come out, but I feel like it's a good and bad thing. Like, I don't think that it's realistically possible to play PoE without movement skill for an average player of average skill. Um, I feel like that's going to be really hard. There's people that'll do it, but the game has certainly been balanced around the fact that they exist for quite a while now to the point where, you know, they nerf second wind and have tried to cap certain uh, top end movement speeds across the board. 
Well, GGG actually answered this in their ruthless AFK, AFK <laughs> FAQ. Uh, well, not answered it, but they, they did touch on that exact point. So here's the question. Some gameplay situations become very difficult without the ability to use movement skills. For example, grasping vines. Is this something that's been taken into consideration with Ruthless, or is this part of the challenge? GGG's response I thought was extremely interesting. Uh, it says, it's something we'll take into consideration. The way we're looking at it is, if a mechanic is impossible without being able to teleport away, it should be changed for both Ruthless and the core game. Yeah, I mean, that I completely agree with 100%. Completely. So I'm curious how many boss skills, how many enemies, like, what are those enemies in Act 2 that vine you and have those exploding eggs as well? Yeah. It's crazy. The little yeah, tree so dudes. I remember them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I forget what they're called. But, um, yeah. So, Tyler's death. <laughs> they, <laughs> they're the reason I just walk. I'm, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get something like Fire Trap for that one. I'll just place it. Put a, turn on the alternate behavior on controller support and I'll just drop it at my feet. Fire Trap and I'll just run, 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 run. Find those fire... Those those tree branch bridges and off I go. Uh, the before we get into the FAQ though, there was one more thing that I discovered from the event topics where they were talking about changing their mystery boxes and the God Slayer rewards and that kind of stuff. Um, do either of you know what a plinth is? That's the little thing you click on for the craft, isn't it? You know, good for you. Did you know that, BK? Nope. Yeah, me neither. See, so they're like. What, what, what do they say? They said something about there's not going to be any plinths because there's not going to be any crafting benches. And I'm like, oh, you mean the crafting? But like, I just learned what plinth was because they used I it to describe recipes? the thing you click on. <laughs> no Pardon? recipes, yeah, right. no bench. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think they're going to have the, a small amount of recipes available. They didn't quite say how, but yeah, there's not going to be no any recipes. plinths. I think they said there's going to be a couple like in terms of vendor recipes. I thought they said all vendor recipes were removed. Vendor recipes Either make way. sense. It's talking about the recipes for the actual bench itself, though. Like yeah. the, the bench T1 gone, like yeah. life. So, yeah. or like when you go to lab, well, you wouldn't be going to lab in endless elf anyways. But and so the definition of a plinth is a heavy base supporting a statue or vase. It's an SAT word mm. in my poor American vocabulary. <laughs> Doesn't understand such intricate words. Right, plinth. So now you know, people. Today's plinths. word is plinth. Yay! That's right. Plinths are finally <laughs> removed from the game if you play hardcore. Though I do hope they get rid no, of No, ruthless, ruthless, ruthless. Right, yeah, sorry, no. ruthless. Same thing, right? Same thing, obviously. Uh, okay. But plinths, I'm looking forward to them being removed from the game. I hate the idea of actually being able to miss a recipe. Like, I, I want it to just be tied to like, okay, you killed this boss. Yay, you unlocked this. I like that. Then you can't miss it. Then you can't miss With it. With regards to ruthless... Uh, the, the reason I was asking you guys was because I was curious what your stance on it was. Oh yeah, sorry and you I, haven't told us yours. My apologies. Well, I'm just, I'm actually excited for it. I don't. I think I will try it maybe once or twice. Maybe we could do it for a private league for fun. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it's not definitely not for me in the long run. I'm I will. It'll be a little you know side thing maybe every now and then. Uh, but I decided this week at one point to go check out Reddit because you asked me last week if I read it if I read Reddit which I haven't for months. And, you know, there were, we had a talk last week about, uh, I think it was all around the free stuff or whatever, MTX stuff and the events. And, you know, maybe because I didn't check Reddit, I still feel like my comments were pretty valid because they were my opinion. But 
I decided this week, I'm like, well, I'm going to go check it out. Uh, it was a bit of a mistake. It probably, I probably won't do it again. It's but always a mistake. <laughs> I, I really, I really tried. So here's the thing. Ruthless, I, GGG has been very, very, very clear. And they say it in the very beginning of their announcement, Ruthless is not for everyone. Um, and as I'm reading through the comments, I saw people that were beacon off about, you know, taking away from development, which again, they've been very explicit that that's not doing that. And you should be fixing your game. And why don't you make 320 better? And why don't you you know do the, they it was just right. it was or all take, over the take map. that spare time outside of work hours and work on 320 instead of right yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah, somebody yeah. would say i saw a number of people that said this isn't what we want this isn't what the, <laughs> the player base wants and i was like how are you speaking for everybody especially when when the ones i looked at I, if i'm being like giving them the benefit of the doubt i would say there may be let's go really high 200 different people commenting and and i, I still don't even think it was that high on on the negative comments yet GGG tweeted that they had over 4,000 submissions for the 400 for the uh, alpha. No, I thought, was, I thought one, she said 4,000. Yeah, was, was it 400? There's something that's been in the thousands. I think you can't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she said there were over 4,000 submissions oh, cool. for the for the uh, for the alpha testing for Ruthless. So clearly people do want to try it out and play it. But I just the the whole like them saying Ruthless is not for everyone. Uh, Tyler, you did your little thing with Calvin and Hobbes and this this whole thing actually reminded me of something that happened it it's it's from you know ricky gervais mm -hmm. he has some of the funniest stand-ups i've ever watched and i've always remembered this one but it came up recently because james corden ripped it off and he's telling the joke or whatever but he jokes about the fact that people are so like everything has to offend me everything i just something has to offend me even if it has nothing to do with me i'm going to find a way to get offended and he was joking about the idea of like when you're walking past a a post or you know a, a message board and there's a, a sheet on there that says piano lessons call and it's got those little tabs okay you know that you can pull off for the phone number and he says it's like walking up to one of those taking off one of the numbers and then throwing it and saying <laughs> but i don't want to play the fucking piano and it's like it, it just it made me think of that because i was like why if you don't want to play it just just like, don't just play it I, I don't understand right just continue on there's the game still exists the normal game still exists. There's all these other modes that you can play right now. I just, it cracks me up that people get so worked up over such silly, it is, it's silly. It's silly little things. So I think Ruthless is going to be very fun. I, I definitely do believe them that it's been a pet project that they're doing on the side. There's no way this is taking that much effort on the development side. So I, I think it's fun. I think people are going to enjoy it. And I think giving people another way to play the game isn't a bad thing. If it keeps people playing the game and bringing them back and maybe you come into 320 and you enjoy it for a bit and then you kind of go like, okay, well, I've done the stuff. Maybe now I want a bit of a challenge or uh, maybe Ruthless. I don't know how they're planning on running Ruthless. Like I, I would hope it's not a league thing because three months is pretty short. To me, Ruthless seems like something I'd want to play over a longer term and just keep coming back to that character yeah, that's to try what and I was progress them. Too, is like standard mode where it's like, okay, I'm going to see yeah. how, I'm going to add a little bit of time to this and see how far I get. I wouldn't want to lose it after three months or having to restart like that. It definitely seems like something that's much more long term, but uh, I think it's fun. I think it's cool that they're bringing it out for people to hmm. give it a try. And I, I love the gem drop thing. That is it was one of my comments a few weeks ago. It's it's just such a fun way to play the game where you don't know what you're going to get. And then you got to try and find a way to make it work, especially if you're playing a trade environment. It's a lot of fun. I don't know about like a whole big trade league. Uh, then it might get a little bit 
uh, not as fun, but I can imagine like a private league of a few hundred people. That would be quite a bit of fun because you'd have a much smaller, you know, base of items to work with. So that or solo cell phone, I think one aspect they did say that it was launching alongside the 320 expansion. Um, yep. but, but they I, didn't say it would be a three, whether it'd be thing. a league or not. Right. Yeah. I, the one thing that this game, that ruthless mode does need though, if it's a permanent stay in the game is a very consistent core game, like a very consistent standard mode per se, because if the game changes and it's going to change quite a lot, my assumption is before Path of Exile 2, of course, to put it on par with PoE, what their plans are for PoE 2. But uh, if that standard mode keeps changing, that might completely change all the time and effort and gear and the planning that somebody's put forward into Ruthless. And then the game changes and like, well, th this idea doesn't work anymore and you got to start from scratch. So, I mean, I, once once the core game is is stable and it's, you know, in a state where it doesn't need to change too much, I see Ruthless being a lot of fun, especially after other people have tested it out. And it's like, oh, OK, these are the gems that you actually can get right off the bat or, you know, within your different character levels and that kind of thing. So as soon mm -hmm. as some of the details are a little bit more well known, I think it's going to be something that's a lot more exciting for me personally. Did you read any of these posts, BK, or is this all kind of news to you when we're chit-chatting? I mean, I poke at stuff and try and stay informed, but I didn't like read every single FAQ, no. So I didn't read the FAQ at all. Was it any good? Yeah, no, it was... Was, was it, it was, just answering people's question or was it their own stuff it, or what? It was, it was, yeah. And a lot of the questions were really good. Just like a lot of the questions on Reddit are good too, right? Like there's a lot of good inquiries and curiosities and there's a lot of people that just have good questions and they're like, okay, yeah, it's not for me, but thank you. It's really cool. Uh, I bet you you both are extremely excited that Ruthless is also on console. Of course. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good. And uh, Justin, you already mentioned this, but I forget if you asked it as a question or as a statement, but uh, they are making Ruthless available for private leagues for 320, which is really cool. Oh, are they? Cool. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah. Cool. It, it's the plan anyway. I mean, who knows what happens in alpha testing, but yeah, that's, that's their plan. I hmm. always think it's funny and I, I get why, like as a company. So hang on. I always think it's funny that GGG bothers answering questions that were already very bluntly stated in the original post. But I get why a company would do that, because, of course, you're trying to emphasize over and over that, yes, this is that's why it was really blunt in our original post. Yes, we'll answer this question. We're going to repeat ourselves. But so when they people have people don't, also don't read, read. Yeah, they'll well, that's exactly go right it. to the FAQ and be like, OK, let me see. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So they had a couple of things like, is Ruthless taking the place of the 320 expansion? Well, GGG said that many times, including the original post. That, of course, it's not the actual expansion. And is Ruthless being used to test balance changes that are intended for the main game? GGG's also said they're completely separate entities again. So it was kind of funny that there's just some posts. I remember our, our Discord, some people in our Discord giggling about it too, how there's just some direct copy and pastes from the original announcement to this one. And I get as a company why you have to do that, because those are things that you are trying to emphasize. So another opportunity to say the same thing. Makes the thing you just said there, I feel like I saw a Reddit post that when I was scrolling through about uh, that whole, is it being used to test balance changes that are intended for the main game? And this person was posting it in a way that was like kind of going against GGG and being upset with them saying that because they said that changes made to Ruthless have no bearing on the main game, if we feel a change is good for the main game, we'll just make it there as well. That was oh, them, coinciding. Yeah. With the movement. You are one. actually. 
Well, they no, no, no. In this post, it wasn't coinciding to the movement skill, but we do know that that has some bearing on it. But then people were trying to say, like, you are actually using Ruthless to test. And it's like, well, no, they're just, I think that's a good thing for the game. If they can make the game work, maybe less requiring movement skills, that's not a terrible thing that could make the game a little bit better. But I don't think they're using it for a balance thing. So no, I don't know. Yeah, there's a difference between using it as like, we're using this to test what we're going to do for the future of the game. And then, wow, that's actually a really good idea. Let's apply that to both versions of the game. Like it's it's two separate games. Yeah, they might feed off of each other in time, but they are designed to be separate. They've been quite emphatic about that. So anyway, it was a really interesting week. They They came out with a lot. There's the November and December events that are coming out and then Ruthless and the Ruthless FAQ. And then we're going to have 320 showing up soon. I wonder if they're going to let us make a ruthless private league during a boss kill event because you still can't make Kalandra hardcore solo self found. And yet that's not on the events page. Still? GGG. Still can't. Wow. But on the events page, it doesn't say anything about an ongoing boss kill event that still has not ended somehow this far into a league. Change the boss kill event to ruthless. <laughs> but make it ruthless and then, and then everybody ha- can do the normal stuff. I hope they just make both available and stop being turds about it next league. That's, That's my vote. Sweet. Did we cover everything in PoE? Oh, I guess. Well, so ha- did you play PoE at all this week, uh, BK? Nope. <laughs> nice. Tyler? <laughs> you bet your buns I did. Did you? Oh, goodness. So yeah, Justin, oh did you play this week? I did not. Oh, well, you two are going to be so excited to hear what I have to say today. So I've been having a lot of fun theory crafting and coming up with different ideas. And I think, was it last week, week before, Justin, where I was talking about having... Like maybe wanting to replace zombies, but maybe not. Like I'm still enjoying them and I'm having a good time and I'm actually enjoying the core content of the game doing white T16s instead of rare or valid ones because it's letting me learn the Arch Nemesis modifiers a bit more. There's still some modifiers that I can't tell what skill is coming from what or which rare monster has what, but there's less WTF moments when I'm just doing my normal, normal T16s. And so I've been having a lot of fun going through stuff and I've been really enjoying the new guardian with zombies that I have that has dominating blow. And I think it was last week where I was talking about like really wanting to come out or maybe it was after dark, but I was talking about like, I'm really enjoying the zombie plus a skill combo because zombies are nice and passive, but I'm enjoying being a little bit more the, the controller support freedom on pc now lets me actually have an active skill that i don't have to worry about cramping up with the mouse or getting nauseated by too much specific pointing and aiming with the mouse and so now my builds are starting to evolve where i want a little bit more to to be a little bit more included within my own build so having zombies with my guardian is a lot of fun with dominating blow and so then i was thinking okay well that occultist zombie build that i have where my zombies are still just kicking around, but now I'm using Bane to apply Temporal Chains and Feeble and Despair. That's a lot of fun too. And it's the exact same gameplay, right? Where my zombies are running around and I just have one button to hit against the enemies, right? One's close quarter combat, one's a little bit more range, but it's the exact same gameplay, but they're totally different builds, totally different damage types, totally different investments. And so I was thinking about, okay, well, what's what's one that I could do with the Necromancer? And I didn't the, the Necromancer one didn't really have anything that stood out to me in terms of keeping my zombies and then adding an extra skill, but I've always wanted to make zombies explode. 
I thought it would. I, I just love the idea of like a necromancer, like pretend it's a Marvel movie and you like, you know, this character like raises their hands and then zombies come out of the ground and then the zombies just rush at the characters. I thought and then you explode. hate casting them, though. I'm, pr- I'm trying it. I'm trying it. So this mm. week I'm starting to level a necromancer and the whole idea is just making zombies explode with minion instability. And I know the entire concept is way, way more simple and stress-free with skeletons because you don't need a corpse to summon skeletons and eventually the skeletons summon three at a time. And so you even get like double the pop when they go and they run. But oh man, zombies have so much base life. BK, you've, you've done detonate corpse builds before, right? Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever touched zombies or done any type of minion instability before? Or was it mostly with SRS? Uh, I haven't done instability with zombies. There was a zombie exploding mining build that came out right. a couple weeks ago that I always wanted to like play around with, but haven't yet. Don't know if it's even still functional, but it was really neat to see the person throwing mines, which then, you know, somehow I don't remember exactly the loop that existed, but they basically you'd see a mine get thrown, little zombie heads pop up out of the ground and then they would explode before they're full. <laughs> really? Ray's animation because it was such a quick explosion. Huh. You can have zombies come off of a mine? And minions can come from mines. Yeah. Or spells. Yeah. So long as you have That's like their requirement. So, like in the courts, case of, yeah, a corpse, a corpse or, you know, so like the, I think it's mine trap totem is the order. So, you would have a mine that would throw a trap that would throw a totem that would then summon an SRS if you wanted to. If you wanted to be like, hmm. Really useless. <laughs> <laughs> but it would look cool. None of those, you know, modifiers for mine damage or total damage would then carry over to the minion because it's not a minion modifier. But if you wanted to very clunkily do something moderately difficult, then yeah, you just follow the train down. Yeah, hmm. cool. So I'm playing with the idea of exploding zombies just because. A, they're zombies, and I, I enjoy the build, which is funny because I hate all the zombie shows. I think they're all stupid, but for some reason, I really like them in the game. But what? Shut your face. I'm allowed to have an opinion too, Justin. And so what? You didn't like you, a show you just hate last everything. No, you didn't like a show last week. So you're in the same page. You didn't like the you watcher. black and white, no sound, and subtext. That's I it. hate zombies Captions. just because they're so noisy. If you're in your hideout, they're like... Bruh. <laughs> and you're like shut bad. the they're fuck up dude yeah and there's not even an <laughs> option just, to like, turn them that's down they need to release the silent zombie mtx where it's the exact same model but they have duct tape over their fucking mouth and they don't make any monster sounds i would buy it you can't use funny. the the like invis one that you can use on yeah uh, you can't no, you know what mm. they should actually update the mummy skin for zombies then because you know it's all yeah mommy shouldn't yeah. talk closed mouth right hmm. so i'm going through playing as a necro and i actually couldn't find an ascendancy where i was actually that impressed with okay i'm gonna make my zombies explode what what's the best ascendancy the necro actually didn't stand out too much for me with that one because i'm already going to be using a, a fair amount of buttons so something like bone armor wasn't very attractive because my my minions are going to be exploding anyway so i'm not going to have many minions around me so there wasn't there wasn't a lot that catered to me, but I had a lot of options as a result. I still went with the Necromancer at the end of the day because they did have some consuming corpse perks. Um, but because I don't want my minions to have resists, I don't want to give them. Well, I guess I could use one specific bone offering that could impact me as well. 
but I couldn't find too much. It wasn't the most tempting, but it was still the most relevant. So I'm going with a Necromancer and I've been leveling it up in standard. And it's funny because this build, I'm going to have about, and this is without gear, I'm going to have about 80% physical, I mean, sorry, cap. Once I have gear, my elemental resist will be at 80%. So the tree is giving me 80% for all three of my elemental resists. And I have about, was it 265 or 255% uh, percent ar in increased armor on the tree and a lot of reduced critical strike damage on the tree as well. So it's, it's pretty tanky. It's meant to, you know, stand still, which I'm going to be doing a lot of, right? I have Desecrate attached to Spell Echo, and then I'm just going to be standing in one spot going, keep poking up my arm as a zombie comes up, zombie comes up, zombie comes up. So I'm playing with the different supports. Like if I, even though Feeding Frenzy doesn't do a lot for damage, I'm curious, would like to see how much more aggressive the zombies run towards certain enemies that might be at the edge of my screen with it on and having a lot of fun with it and doing a lot of different balancing and testing. But it's funny because my build is so defensive, I'm very, very surprised how much damage, like I've never leveled as fast. Now I'm not a fast leveler and I never go with the meta of how to level fast and just get to end game. So I'm always using normal, using my normal skills and my normal tree just to progress throughout the game. But I've never leveled, I've never done so much damage. I'm coming across arch nemesis modifiers that are normally terrifying and I'm obliterating them. Bosses are disappearing in seconds and I, I'm on a three link. I'm, I'm zombies and then I'm using uh, Infernal Legion and Feeding Frenzy. So it's technically a two link and they're just a little bit more aggressive and they are just destroying stuff. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's still a little busy, right? Because it technically is two buttons, but with controller, it's not really a big deal for me, but it is still a little bit different than I'm used to planning. So I've had a lot of fun this week. That's right. I had fun going from Axe 1 to 5. Fun is banned. No fun is not allowed. <laughs> That's right. But no, it's 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 a fun new way for me to play. And I'm really excited about the dominating blow version of my zombie build. I'm really excited for the Bane version of my zombie build, which I need to level again because one's on PC and I want them on consoles. So yeah, but no, it's a lot of fun. And so I'm excited to get this corpse exploding one done and see once it's actually filled out and I have very average gear on, but I'm level 90 with all my stuff. I actually want to see how viable it is standing still and against the higher level stuff. It, so I'm pretty excited about it. When you re-level a character going from like console to PC or PC to console, do you ever make any design difference changes based on like how each one plays differently? Like, do you set something up on PC and be like, oh, I can't do that and have to like fiddle with it to make it adaptable to console or vice versa? Yes and no. But I used to, when there wasn't controller support, design all my console um, I make all my builds revolve around my limitations with PC. PC was always because it was the mouse. It was a lot more finicky, a lot more aiming um, and very different aiming. I PC was always my more limited platform or limiting platform. And so when I was doing guides, I would revolve all of my gameplay around me being able to play it comfortably on PC. And so in effect, my console builds would suffer from that. Because they would be the exact same build that I would have on PC. I didn't change them to be a little bit more efficient with, you know, the ease of buttons there. Um, but now that controller support is on PC, now I can have the freedom for how I would normally play it on console on PC, but I'm still getting used to that. I still think that I can only have one active button because I'm so used to 
that mentality of what five years of guide writing with left click. So uh, to answer your question, I don't have to do that anymore because of controller support, but I'm having a hard time remembering that I don't have to do that because of controller support. Right on, <laughs> right on. Yeah, but it is really exciting and uh, it is fun to try all these new things out. But this is basically, how long has controller support been in the game now? Like a few two leagues. Two leagues, I think, maybe three? Two, yeah, and I'm still forgetting that I can have two buttons and it doesn't take a lot of brain power. So I just need to come up with a new habit. Whereas I would never be able to do that on PC. So it's now it's kind of like now I'm starting to realize the freedom I have with controller support. <laughs> so anyway, exploding zombies. It's fantastic. And I'll send you the POBs because I, I know you guys are just super excited to give it a shot. Can't wait. I know. Can't wait to see it. Listen, if minion instability it. is on the passive tree for ruthless, you're going to get zombies right off the bat. If the quest rewards are the same, you get it right off the bat. And zombies suck for the first couple acts, even if you highly invest into minion survivability. So bam, there you go. Hey, just beeline it to minion instability and you're set. You're set. That's solo bam. self count. Solo self found hardcore right off the bat. You get it's no contest. You heard it here. Both of you <laughs> do it. Tyler said it. All right. I think we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for joining us, BK, and hanging out. You going to hang out with us for After Dark later? Absolutely. Awesome. Sweet. Um, episode 161, Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK Tags. Tyler Recker of Days. And I'm Brittle Nee. We'll f uh, have BK's information down below so you can check it out. We've got a website, foreverexiled.com. We're on Twitter, foreverexiled82. We have a fun Discord that you should be a part of. Patreon and other ways to support the podcast are down below. And if you haven't done it yet, make sure you hit that little five-star thing on Spotify or Apple because you're awesome. And I think you guys already have us up to 120, which is amazing. Uh, Patrons, we'll see you in After Dark, everybody, at 162 next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I also need to get better at reading Calvin and Hobbes comics. I should practice. Why? It's, it's I thought you did fine. Well, the dad you says got very this. animated with Calvin's Calvin voice. Said this, but well, yeah, because he's yelling. It's it's in full caps <laughs> and it's bold, and his hands are in the air like this. <laughs> <laughs>